Check it out, check it out, check it out. Somebody's got a new toy. What's going on? DMAC here. Looking good. My new stalls, masks, custom earpieces, nose piece, right? Plus, sorry, my first time. Plus, the headgear for all the people that want to do the neck thing and the mouth and the mouth thing and all that stuff. I just do it because the hair is in great form. Hold on. But you look good. Anyways, That's that all was that, a, that was a great pause. No, that was on purpose, sir, Nick. On purpose, pause here on Grind Time with Darren McCarty. And uh, 25 on 19, I got my Miracle Flow hair. And we're, Phil, check it out, bro. Because this thing, and I heard I'm from Powers That Be Inside that uh, we might be getting rid of the sides today. But check that out. Nick Nooch, how you doing today, buddy? I Is it you or is it the casted one? It's uh, it's just me today, oh, man. It's just you, just yeah, you. Anyways, wanna... any anybody out there just wants to know a little update. Um, Nick missed out on an opportunity to golf Detroit Golf Club with our buddy Josh Upson. Shout out to Josh, thank you. So TJ Lang, yeah, our buddy from the Detroit Lions, and and just a big human being. Uh, our buddy Kyle Bogey. Uh, uh, who used to be on the radio and is going to be doing a lot of uh, big things. And uh, name I want everybody out here in Grind Time Land to latch upon uh, another one of uh, Perry's people, another one uh, as, you know, we have Grayson Sig, who's on the Corn Ferry Tour, and Connor Daly, who just finished sixth at Indianapolis. We always like the young guys. Well, Donnie Tropser, who's a former, uh, played UCF, uh, college golf played at Michigan State his last year and he got his card in the Corn Ferry and uh, great young kid and uh, so you missed out on that because you were at U of M Hospital with young Quinn because now I was a little worried because it wasn't an accident because she just learned how to ride her bike and she didn't get, get in a bike accident where she injured her leg she injured it on a trampoline so she did can you fill everybody in? And I think that anybody watching out there who's gone through it, because they can feel your pain, bro. Feel your pain right. for your daughter. For your daughter. And, and you know, and anybody who's in the same situation, well, I wanted everybody, uh, before we get to today's guest, uh, realize that you're going into it. So, you know, elaborate a little bit more what happened. So we've talked about it before, right? So COVID, quarantine. Quinn's been by herself essentially for three and a half months, right? So we're, I'm doing Zoom meetings all day. The wife's doing them. The kid was doing school. So Quinn just runs around as nobody to play with. Absolutely miserable. So whenever I find a few minutes, I try and help out and, and hang out with her and do little things or whatever. So we got to the point a couple of days ago where I was done. I'm just like, listen, I, I get it. We got to be safe, but I can't handle Quinn not being able to be with friends and, and hang out and Whatever. So me and the wife decided, okay, you know, we're going to call our cousins over, let them play as responsible as we can, or let them play, let them hang out. She needs people to hang out with. Two hours Colette? later, as I call it, 
Yeah, we were gonna cut. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna bring Colette over and, and her brothers, and I got ten nieces and nephews under eight or something. There's too many of them. Anyways, Colette's the one in the picture of the shining yes. that looks like that. So everybody knows Colette when you bring up Colette. Anyway, <laughs> that's right. She's an all star. Exactly. Yeah. So she was gonna come over. Kids are gonna play the whole deal. Two hours later, I am doing. I've been doing. I did yard work all weekend. Um, neighbor came by, ding, Jeff Cavanaugh, ding, actually. Oh, that's right. Miss. Yeah. Cavanaugh came over, was going to pick up some of the rocks I was getting rid of. We went over to his oh. house, dumping wheelbarrows in the backyard. He's got a great setup. Quinn took a one, one jump, one. She jumped up, came down, thought she rolled, you know, rolled her ankle, uh, took her home. She's she was okay. Next morning, she still couldn't put weight on it. X-rays broke her leg. So this morning, so the last, or where's it broke? No, the fibula. Yeah, fib head right Whoa. above the ankle broke. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so she did a pretty good job. So we've been carrying her everywhere. My daughter is not a small child, so we've been carrying her wherever she goes. She's, she's super active. Like she's, like she's ten. So. Yeah, oh, Before, 100%. Yes. the size of a 10-year-old. Yes. Yes, and that's not an exaggeration. She's literally over four feet tall and 70 pounds. She's four. So, uh, been doing that. Got her into U of M this morning. And luckily, they didn't hard cast it. She was in like a hard splint for the last couple of days. They put her in a boot, uh, walking boot, so she's ecstatic. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I missed a great day of golf, and I – specifically didn't even text you about it because i was like i don't i don't want to know it's gorgeous outside and i don't want to i don't know how'd you play how'd you shoot no i was garbage i was like 82 i think bogey was like he made he made a beautiful birdie on uh seven long part three drop nice so donnie finishes finishes the back nine he's probably got three birdies up to like 14 but he finishes Eagles 14, which, you know, the, if anybody knows, we're talking to Detroit Golf Club, and if you watch the tournament where they have the 3-1-3 zone, right? So during the um, Rocket Mortgage Classic, it's par 5, par 3, par 5. So if you made a 3, an eagle, then a hole-in-one, and then a 3, it would be something huge for charity. Kid goes 3, uh, 3, 3, 4, 3 to end it. So he finished four under Jeez. last five holes. Dude, it's it's pure. It's it's brilliant and it's great. It is. It is enjoy and it's just nice to you know to hear somebody consistently uh, make that good noise off the club. That's fantastic. It's always those guys we've talked about that in the past where it's like you think you're like you know what if I really practice if I really put a lot of time and effort maybe I'll be able to do something with golf maybe maybe. And then you play with somebody like that. Right? I played with a couple of guys on who are on tour, or professional golfers now. Where I'm just like, no, no, I don't got, I don't even have a little let, bit of a shot. And it's a humbling let experience. An, let me give you an example, right? So yeah. before, before we're getting on 14, and you know, one of the things that you know I'm transparent about, and it's like this conversation about the mental game, right? Where to help these kids, and no matter what it is, I think that. The one thing with grind time and and with the grind time family and NRM and, and everything, it's about everyone and it's about everybody being involved at whatever and to see 
people, no matter what aspect it is, try to achieve their dreams. And, you know, not only to be able to have the talent, but he, so he says to me on uh, 14, for the power five to go. And he, and I forget he's, he's between the age of uh, my son Griffin and my daughter Emerson. So he's only 22. Right. So it's the mentality. Um, to think and he goes i really don't think you know I, he says I'm, I, I'm not game plan day i'm just out here having fun and stuff and i said bro that's what you're supposed to do he says well i'm nervous and, so, and i said god like forget you know like this words you, you what do you you're, he's not nervous but it's you know like it was he was having a good time and then he goes okay i'm gonna right. dial it in hits it so he makes eagle right no, but we're sitting on it. If you play Detroit, we're on number sixteen, and and it's like a four hundred yard par, and for, for, you know from the back four hundred five yard or whatever. There's a bunker that I just hit it in front of, and he hits it to the side, and he's got like yeah, like one fifty three in, and he says before he hits, it, he goes, you know, tour players would hit this ninety percent of the time inside of ten feet. Gets up and he hits it. He hit it to thirteen feet. Right over the pen, right behind it or whatever. And I told him, I said, that's why you're on the corn ferry, but you got things to work for. <laughs> got things to work for. And then that's he just awesome. pin pierce, just pin pierces drive after drive. Like, it, it's like, remember, like, honestly, it's like your best drive, the way it sounds and the, and the distance that you get out of it. It's incredible. It, like, and he does it consistently. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a little golf talk getting everybody all fired up as golf resumes this Thursday, the PGA. And, uh, you know, just a uh, nice young kid. I think we're I'm playing again with him on Sunday with Marlon Young and uh, Evan. So uh, just continue the conversation. Everybody's involved and we'll keep you up to speed on it. But brings us to our today's guest, which, uh, you know, this is this guy's unbelievable, dude. Uh, not only talented musician, artist. Uh, everything, but just an all-around good, solid, soulful human being. Now he comes to us through the connect our connection with uh, Dominic Ruggiero and Mess Bucket Comics, which uh, Donnie Brooks out there. Check out Mess Bucket Comics and Donnie Brook. I know that uh, as we're coming out of this pandemic, we got a lot of things that we're brainstorming to bring to you. I know I'm in the. Uh, actually, I'll give you a little bit of a. So everybody knows, because you always talk about it, Nick. You know, so if people want to know. So I said the graphic novel, or the the novel, the My Last Fight, True Story of a Hockey Rockstar, um, is being turned into the graphic novel. Well, here's another sort of like chapters that I got to go through that the drawings are done on some of them. There's nice. a little me there, right? And then <laughs> I got to match. I got to make sure that the words and what the said makes sense for all of it. So it's a, uh, one of these things of the due diligence. It is not Dom. Dom and Nick has been unbelievable as far as timelines and 100%. he's been unbelievable with introducing us to different people. Now I had a great opportunity, not only cause uh, Marcus, um, he does the music. And if you're down at the, uh, at the fish fiasco at Clark park, um, every year in, in January, he's uh, got his hands on the ones and twos and playing all the music. And I always know it's him because he adds a little funk. And I, I, I hear him when I'm out there on the ice. So he's uh, he's doing his uh, best uh, Lance Luce uh, organist for the Wings impersonation. Not only that, he does a lot of stuff for uh, 
um, Echo, the Echo Network and uh, the podcast that they have over there. So with Dom, but without further ado, let me introduce you to the very uh, talented and just earthly um, man of the people, Mr. Marcus uh, Concernicus. Uh, Thanks for joining me, bro. Good to see. There he is, dude. Look at how can you not love? You know what? The, uh, I meant to tell you that my buddy Chris up in Kalkaska is the only other one that, that rocks the wax uh, mustache like that. So how you been, bud? And uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, let's start out with uh, how, how have you uh, been coping through this COVID, uh, this COVID time as we're sort of coming out of it uh as we're coming out of it i'm getting a little uh less anxious about things i would say um whoops sorry um yeah just been keeping busy with a lot of projects um trying not to um you know get, let things get me down too much are you uh is, is that one of those things that uh sometimes they do you know, like so one of those people that sometimes, you know, like, like what I learned, this is the one thing that I ask everybody, because I am an extrovert. And I didn't really know that introverted side of me until this pandemic where I was forced because if anybody knows me, my wife Cheryl's practically the CDC. So she pretty much locked me into my smoke shack. Thank God that I had cable and heat and don't worry about me. It was all good. <laughs> um, but but you know like it was a new adventure to learn how to be with myself is it something that being as creative that you know sometimes because you know you're you like somebody that that you know being an entertainer and, and being around people and stuff is that maybe the thing you miss the most or is there something that you've learned about yourself like i learned about to make friends with that introverted side so now i'm 98 percent extrovert two percent introvert what about you yeah <clears throat> I, I have to just make the best of my time and, and uh, think about what, what happens when, you know, we go back to whatever normal is and, you know, start doing, um, you know, shows again. I just have to really prepare for that. And so I'm just, I got a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of projects going on to, to keep me busy. And um, it's it's good time to be, you know, go inward, focus on what you got to do to fix your own house and uh doing a lot of that well tell tell uh tell the audience a little bit about yourself uh you know where where you're from how you got into you know being the music scene out and i, I think people can get an idea um you know like eccentric is a little bit too much because i don't think you're quite oh, to the hunter of thompson <laughs> but but you're no it's it, you have pizzazz bro and flair and and you're your own person, but I'm, it, it, it always, uh, you know, interests me is how did you, did you always have a love of music or where, cause it seems to me as I get older, some of the, when I'm younger, the, the explanations of why I do things or why I like things come out. What about you? How about a little, like, wh where are you originally from? Uh, I mean, I lived all over Michigan and, uh, I think my earliest memory of loving music as a kid was, uh, at my mom's wedding, they had a guy playing the, the Fender Rhodes on the, on the deck. And I just loved watching him play. I loved the sound of it. And, uh, from like six to 12, I took piano lessons and I didn't really have a lot of self-discipline. Uh, I did a little bit more in high school 
And uh, I got really into a lot of new music, friends introducing me to, you know, P-Funk, Detroit Techno, uh, Aunts and Uncles showing me the Beatles, Pink Floyd, The Doors, Hendrix. Um, really got into Motown. My mom showed me a lot of Motown, Luther Vandross, and uh, influences are all over the place. I really got into swing, jazz, like kind of later my senior year of high school, like 96. Um, yeah, and thinking back, it's like it's interesting, you know, like seeing you play those games and and uh, and then seeing you on the show, and then here we are on this show, and it's it's kind of surreal, you know. Um, it it yeah, is though, like, but here's here here's the one thing, right? So we're talking about the Mojo Live, and you're like the yeah yeah the or you're you're uh it's would it be fair to say if I said um yeah uh, like a Paul Schaefer to David Letterman. Like, cause if you've not, I encourage everybody to check out Mojo Live. Um, T, you know, like that that the episode that I was on was with T Money Green, and if everybody doesn't yeah. know who T Money Green is, T Money Green's the OG OG that any baseline yeah, beat from any Tupac Dre, like any OG um, rap is T Money Green, and to meet so to meet the legend like that, but but the atmosphere so when you say your influences or how you got into things because you lead that room or the musical breaks or even i'm talking about because it's all over i'm trying to explain to the audience but you treat it more like a not a circus but it's more of the entertaining you're not going to get the the regular here and there and it's it's the original you know yeah um, yeah i hear I hear you about the circus. It's very much that. It's it's a fun it's a fun musical circus. Uh, doing that improvisation stuff on on that show just kind of was actually inspired by one of the one of the bands on the show, Plethora, and uh, they were just so charismatic and and interesting and fun. Uh, and improv grew out of their jam sessions, and I'm like, we got to keep doing this, and so. You know, every week I just kind of write down little notes about the guests, and uh, uh, usually I ask the musical guests to provide the music for the background, and and based on what they're doing, I'll sprinkle the lyrics over what they're doing. Yeah, here we are, Mike Leslie, yeah, good dude, and uh, yeah, and so uh, it, it just it just became a, an improvisational um, experiment that just kept growing, and. It gets more and more fun with the diversity of the guests and the show that you were on with, with team on a green was, I mean, I felt like I was hallucinating. It was, uh, I didn't even know where I was. I was just like, all right, let's, let's just have fun with this and, and think about it later. Cause I think my brain might melt a little bit. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I love doing that show. It's a, uh, it's great time to meet a lot of new people, help promote people. Um, show people that uh, there's a lot of talent in Detroit metro area and surrounding cities that people just don't know about yet. Um, so we try and show you as much as, uh, as many people as we meet and, and bring to uh, bring to all of you. And, and, and it's just, you know, a different way um, of facilitating options. Right. And, and, and the best part, Marcus, because I'm going to tell and, and go through it with these guys. So when I went in there, um you'd wrote bloody wednesday right so bloody <laughs> wednesday and no but this is the beauty and 
the beauty of humanity, the beauty of respect, the beauty of taking in, you know, the pure expectation or intentions of Mojo Live of just being there and winging it and it just being like it it's like a it's like that that jam session but you you know because of the vibe in the room it's so cool like do you think i'd ever be like well i mean no i mean i i as it's <laughs> i just looked out it's as it's 420 i'm gonna yeah, tell right? you that no i would believe i would believe that i could be the one to have t money green play on a song called bloody wednesday with me but what i'm saying is just then how cerebral it was and for everybody the bloody wednesday is march 26 97 the turtle bashing and i pretty much just did a i don't know if it was a um like a henry rollins uh black flag uh grind through talk through whatever and you had the music going to it dude and and i <laughs> encourage everybody to go check out that that uh, episode because that was like because even if we wanted to record it and do it again it, it would never be done like that first time what would yeah, you right say on. what would you say to somebody who hasn't seen mojo live um which uh you guys do that on sundays uh it's on monday nights usually seven to nine monday night, monday night seven to nine on the echo network or um and and uh, what would you say to people who haven't seen a show, what to expect? Well, or you're, you're going to get introduced. Yeah. Uh, it's best not to have any expectations. That way everything's a surprise. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be introduced to new artists every week. Uh, directors, writers, you know, illustrators, painters, clothing makers, filmmakers. And we always have a musical guest on every week. And, and that's where the mixture of different energies like you're talking about it's different with all the guests and you're going to get something different every week and um yeah it's just magic every time you know it's a good time i like doing it and i hope we can get back to it uh, very soon oh awesome um you know a couple of things before we get into some of the some of the good stuff that uh you and i could talk about like uh aliens and uh conspiracy theories because i love all that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah it's fun um one thing is that uh here nick i'll let you ask marcus a question right now because i gotta go get a prop here <laughs> hey buddy how you doing hey how are you man good buddy so Talk a little bit about the relationship with Dom, uh, Dom Reggio. And I love how even after all these years, Max still calls him Ruggiero. And I just let him do it. And me and Dom <laughs> laugh about it on the side every time. Every time we just laugh about it. Talk about that relationship. How did you guys, you know, come to meet and kind of form all this? Um, he went to uh, school with one of my friends, Brendan Robinson, who played in a band with me four deep. And then a little bit with our current band, Lucy's Brown Seville. And uh, he gave us a shout and said, Hey man, my buddy's got a show, go check it out. And, you know, myself and the rest of the guys in uh, Lucy's Brown Seville went down there and, you know, he was a good guy right off the bat. And we were on the show a few times and he asked me if I would like to uh, become a co-host because a couple of his buddies, uh, I guess, weren't available anymore. Sensational Steve. Um, He's a great guy too, man. No, nobody, nobody likes Tom. Yeah. It's like the people that it's like the people that we can meet through him. 
Yes. Love Dominic. That. Yeah. You know, so I met you fine folks through Dominic and, um, you know, just being on that show every week and just bringing a lot of people to the table and networking and that's, that's good stuff. I like doing that. Talk about the band a minute. Lucy's uh, Brown. Lucy's Brown Seville. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, so my, is Lucy, is Lucy in the band or is it like Winona's big brown beaver yeah like it's just what, kind of a you guys there had to be lucy's brown seville somewhere right yeah i mean i i talked to my drummer paul winterhalter and, and it was really his idea and his concept and he was like let's just do like super funky motown stack soul rhythm and blues and i'm like i'm a big fan of reggae too so i definitely want to do some of that Definitely like some 90s era trip hop and uh, sublime. And so everyone kind of had their own kind of ideas of bringing it in uh, to the project and turning it into a new thing. And, uh, you know, Joe came on pretty early. We had a um, uh, lovely lady, Rebecca Hopper, that was singing with us uh, in the beginning. And we were a trio. And uh, we kind of have a revolving door of guests. Let me take a sip here. Yeah, I hope so. We had a revolving door of uh, folks that played with us. Um, a good friend of mine, Steve Brown from my other band, Shaw, uh, who's in now Imaginary Islands. Check them out. They're amazing. Um, Steve Brown sat in with us on a bunch of shows uh, when we couldn't get a, a, a bass player together. And um, we've been through a few, you know. Um, our, our good friend, Chris, uh, Chris Welch, uh, recently uh, moved back to um, California. So... Uh, Mr. Brandon Robinson has joined us once again. Uh, we have some shows coming up um, June 27th. I believe it's a Saturday. We're doing Porch Fest up in uh, Port Austin. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That uh, We love it up there. It's beautiful, and it's always a great time. And then later on that evening, evening I think we'll, we'll be playing at Bird Creek um, Tap Room, possibly. Uh, that's not definite yet. Uh, and then... There's a festival in September, and I can't remember. I think it might be Festival of Colors or something like that in, in Detroit that we're playing. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah, Rebecca That's awesome. uh, Pier Rebecca Purcell there in the middle. And uh, Joe with the tattoos on the end and Paul with the shades. Chris Welch next to her and uh, myself on the end with the goofy white shirt. Um <laughs> Great, great folks to play with, you know, like we're recording a lot of new stuff that we've been writing in the past, you know, five, six years. And it takes a lot of time to, to put together a release. Um, a lot goes into it for us. So we're, we're, we're taking our time, especially with uh, this uh, thing lifting up a little bit. We're able to get together a little bit more often and uh, make some more stuff happen. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, you know, hopefully Chaw gets together sometime in the future. That would be good. Uh, everyone's got a lot of projects going on and, uh, you know, when I'm not doing those things, I kind of write my own stuff and mess around with that looper machine, which is what I use at the, um, the frozen fish fiasco. Yeah. Uh, cool. Plug the cool keys into that. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm glad you like it. And thank you for the, uh, the warm intro, by the way. Thank you very much. Oh, um, hey, I recall like I see it, bro. Yeah. So it was, it, it was a trip like, like making it was a trip making music for you guys out on the ice that that cracks me up I, I like doing that that's a very different uh venue to step into and and collaborate with 
Well, that's you know the one thing that I always love since meeting you is that the the is that you aren't afraid to be. I always like people that are confident in who they are and and are willing to you know try different things if it makes sense. You know the win win. One of the things is your art, sir. Oh yeah, I there it is. To say. So, guys, uh, if you don't recognize, that is the logo of the Burnaby Blazers, the pot smoking lumberjacks from Western Canada that are in Donnybrook, too. They are going to take over the world. Um, Marcus was kind enough to paint the lamp all green. I'm really bad with this camera, right? <laughs> but, anyways, trust me. Trust me. It's the, it's the for shizzle, and it's even got an 80s bucket on the top and the green and it glows green and it says burnaby on the front it's got the 25 on the back so i wanted to say uh thank you uh so much for that bro but um what like the art and the, talk about the art stuff that you do bro because sure. uh, that's something that i don't know very much about but uh i'm intrigued to know yeah exactly like all this okay like how do you yeah just just talk about your love of the art and um, um, what, what it means to you or, you know, your expression through it, I guess. It, it was when I was young, it was my escape or awkward kid. And, uh, I don't know, life was kind of weird. So I, I disappeared into art and music and in high school, I developed it a little bit more and I, I didn't really know, I didn't have a business mind. So coming up with a plan to really put it out in the world uh, just wasn't there. And I was trying to focus on maybe going to school some more. So I, I went back and forth and I did, I did a lot of uh, freelance stuff, you know, illustrations, um, portraits, you know, one-off paintings. Uh, I started working, uh, you know, at a brewery and designed some um, artwork for some of their labels for, for Bee Nectar back in the day, their brewery in, in, uh, yeah and dabbled with that a little bit then i got back into school and then i got into like the whole adobe suite and uh digital art photoshop after effects illustrator uh, completely I'm, boggled my guy. mind hey that that's david and uh angel or whoever is making this camera move back and forth that uh, they could nod it right now now you're talking all my peeps all yeah. the geek came and stuff back in there yeah. and stuff because this is the stuff I, I hear them talk about which i yeah. have no idea but it it's interesting to me because i don't know and, the, and yeah, when i see people that I do know so it's you got into that yep but i'm i'm stronger so, with illustration so i stuck to that and uh getting involved with motown mojo with dominic i started to see uh, the projects he was working on, and I always wanted to get into comics because I, all this stuff behind me is all my comic books. Um, I'm all about it. So he he showed me Arcane Awakening, and it's like we started talking about another story he wanted to do for it. So I'm currently illustrating, and I'm on page 32 of the Recluse, which is a yeah. a, a prequel to the Arcane series, and uh, yeah. I want to leave the rest of that a, a surprise. <laughs> Good. Um, as but, you, as as you should. Right on. Um, all, as you should. As we get older, we gotta we gotta. It's it's like the weed plant, bro. You gotta be resilient and patient, all in due time. Yeah. So that picture you guys were showing, that's uh, 
that's a mural I did at um, Tangent Gallery, and that's a fantastic venue in Detroit. Everyone, there's so many great shows there. Um, Hastings Street Ballroom, Tangent Gallery. Uh, I there's so many things to name off. I my brain is melting already. But check out Tangent Gallery uh, in Detroit and um, give them some love. And uh, I also do murals at the place that I worked at, which is the Dovetail Cafe in um, in Warren at uh, 12 Mile, just north of 12 Mile on Hoover. And they're uh, carry out only right now, um, Dovetail Cafe. So you can look them up on the Facebook and probably send them orders and, you know, get some coffee in the morning. Tell Mike on Mike Anton, hey, and, uh, you know, <laughs> help them out a little bit. Times are crazy. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, there's, you know, and, and definitely, you know, as businesses start to open up down in Detroit, um, Armageddon Beach Party is another amazing uh, group of friends of mine that have a, a beautiful business. Their artwork is fantastic, super psychedelic, and uh, definitely go check that out. I think it's in Woodbridge. Um, oh, but yeah. All these things are they, all, all these folks that do this. They're just they they work so hard and they inspire me to work hard and to, to do what I do. And um, and getting together on the show and bringing all these folks on the show and networking and showing them to the world. That's that's the bread and butter, you know. That's what makes it worth it. No, I, absolutely. You know, the thing that I'm in, interested in, because I've written lyrics and written songs before, but what's the different, um, I guess, release or, you know, from drawing or illustrating a picture and writing a song? Because you do both. Uh, is there, is it? Is it a different beast? Is it a different release? Is it is it easier to get rid of emotions through music as opposed to through like can you uh, you know um, it, when, is, there, yeah. is there a difference? Yeah, I mean maybe a little bit like because you're telling a story, you're just you're telling it different ways. Um, right. One story speaks to your ears. One story speaks to your eyes. And when you put them together. Um, it'll speak to all of you. Uh, so a project I'm working on is, um, I've done a few videos for it and that's when I'm bringing live music together with live painting and, uh, using loop looped music. And so you start a little loop and you get your thing going, yeah. you get your beats going, and then you jump to the canvas and you, th you know, throw some paint around. You don't know what you're going to do yet. You just want to make it, make it fun, jump around, get some action going uh you know get out some frustration in the action the art should be therapy too it should be therapeutic um so i've been working on something like that for a while and uh that's a fun project to develop now the toughest thing about all this is just juggling all of those projects giving time to all of them and maintaining you know whatever else you got going on house chores yard work you know all those things just giving time to your passion and just develop it best you can. And, uh, and I love doing it <clears throat> every day. That's all. That's awesome, dude. Uh, um, one of the things I love about you too, is that you ain't afraid, um, you know, to, to believe or whatever, as far as conspiracy theories and of aliens and oh, geez. there's like, <laughs> No, no, I, I love that. Like, I'm always interested because 
Is there one conspiracy theory out there that a one you're convinced that it's wrong and it's this way or is and is there one that's out there that's just that they got it all wrong this is the way it happened see just from your perspective because it's your yeah it's your truth right it's your truth because of what whatever they have uh, the best i can say to that is every every time i think i got (laughs) something figured out i don't and uh there's just so much to anything i'm looking into like you brought up aliens you know, we just don't even know what they are. Um, I mean, universe is too big for them not to be there. So there's that. And then if they're here, you know, w- why couldn't they be? Why not? What if? Right. What if we? Right. What if we're? What if we're the aliens? <laughs> you know. Right. Well, um, you mean, right. I don't know. It's, I just like asking. It, I like asking questions and you know finding out what people think about what I'm asking. And uh, it's interesting to see them, you know, now come out with a lot of stuff and you got to question, well, why are they doing it after years of lying about it? You know, so it just raises a lot of questions, but, oh, it's always money. (laughs) Right. Well, you know that that, I just want to tell everybody start at the top. Where's the, you know, follow, follow the money. But, but yeah, that would be too. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's 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 more of two in 2020. It's just like we know they've been here, or there's too many, you know, things in the past that can be explained now that weren't. Um, do you watch? I know the one thing is, uh, do you watch like the Curse of Oak Island or? Um, I you did. Know, I did see uh, some of that. Yeah, because some of that. I, I'm what. And the, the intriguing part to me with that is that they're, the Laginas, who who are the head ones, are from Traverse City. So oh, interesting. There's a there's a Michigan connection to to that, and you know, interesting. You know where that leads as far as uh, you know. The big thing is uh, Knights Templar could be the Ark of the Covenant. You know, could be all this oh, school. Man. You know, like all the You're... all the money, like different things. Like yet, like dude, yesterday. The one dude found all the treasure that the guy left in a poem uh, 10 years ago. Did you hear that? Nick, did you hear that one? I have not. Yeah. Some guy in the Rocky Mountains did a book and and said that, you know, there's supposed to be like between coins and jewels and stuff that the million dollars, the guy remained anonymous, but sent a picture to the guy, which brings up a conspiracy theory. When he wrote the book, there never really has to be treasure. Just you got to get people to believe there's treasure. And he sold 350,000 copies, but then, you know, old boy said he found it. But, I mean, it's just Weird. like di- different things. Well, different things like that, that, that you, yeah, you, know, yeah. you hear well, about. I, there's one that I really like. Um, it's Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, there there was mm-hmm. a couple documentaries made about it. And it's just, I mean, a really fascinating place. You know the most paranormal I've, place in the country. No, I, so many I weird shit happens there. You know. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that one. Does it resonate from the earth or from the sky? Right. You know, like all the disappearance and the mutilations of the animal attacks and different things like that. That there's you know stuff going on, and the the thing is that they're not ignoring it. You, they can't buffalo. So so it's sort of like they're slowly releasing something to 
to, to release something else, but they always know, you know, you, you know about 10% of, to, so of anything else. So, um, so com, so you said like your love of comic books and you've always had that love of, of the comic books and stuff like that. Was there always, was yeah. there a favorite you had? Oh yeah. Um, was there a favorite I got in- or, uh, yeah, I got into comic books when Jim Lee started doing those X-Men comics and I used to have like a whole bunch of them, but I didn't understand like how valuable they were. And I gave them to folks, you know, as gifts. And, uh, you know, throughout life, I, I, I lived in different places and I was able to collect and then I would move and I would have to either give it away or sell it. And uh, recently I built up my collection a little bit, got back into um, really the love of all the different artists that, that create the books. There's millions of artists making comic books and uh, it's, it's hard to pick out a favorite. Um, if I had to, I'd probably say Sean Murphy right now is, is, is right up there. He's, he does all the white Knight series of the Batman new Batman uh, series. Met him at Comic-Con super cool guy. Um, I just love his work. He's got great, great work. Check him out. Yeah, no, speak about that because uh, I love – that's sort of a new world that, that I've entered into, obviously, with the comic books and with Dom and, and the novel and stuff, but the Comic-Con world, you know, the, the, what a great world that is to be able to meet, you know, got to meet guys like Rob Miller, who's, you know, the the horror, horror special effects uh, guy from around here and stuff, and just all the different people that, that you get to meet. Do you get to – go do you go to a lot of the different comic cons or you know like you said mm-hmm. uh who are some of the people you who are you who are some of the people that you've met um well i i got to meet a few people this last time i made some artwork for them um man Lori petty tank girl i made some stuff for her yeah, yeah. um yeah. i made a piece for uh meatloaf but he he wasn't at the Comic-Con, so I still have that. Um, what is his name? E- Elliot from – the kid who plays Elliot from E.T. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Henry, Henry Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, I'm good. I don't know that. why that's – I'm savant me. like that. No, I'm savant yeah. like that. Uh, I made a piece right. for uh, the gentleman who plays Lucifer, uh, Tom Ellis. Um, that was an interesting show. Um but they got a lot of folks around these celebrities that really protect them and don't let you anywhere near them. Oh, Pauly Shore was the other guy. He, I was oh. in line to try and uh, meet him, and there was a whole bunch of people ahead of me, and I saw that it was still there on the table. I went and left the pieces on the table before they got there. And uh, he's like, oh, thanks, bro. You know, I'm like, it's cool to talk to you, man. I just got to get back to my my oops, my uh, my booth. Uh, but I meet a lot of great artists and um, a lot of folks that I grew up uh, watching their movies. When I when I saw you at uh, the Astronomicon, um, I was walking around and uh, the guy that was on the Revenge of the Nerds, he was so cool, man. Carradine. Robert Carradine. Yeah, yeah, man. Cool, cool dude, man. I liked talking to him uh, and uh, got to meet um, – Weird science. Uh, Michael Hall. Yes, thank you. Usually I'm really good at these names. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he was hilarious. He was a good guy. And um, he went to 
put some hand sanitizer on my hand and I accidentally moved and it it landed on one of his posters and I felt terrible. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool meeting a lot of folks at the Astronomicons and if they do those, you know, in 2021, if they start doing those, I would like to get back into it. Uh, especially, you know, I should be done with this book by then. It's going to be a hundred yeah. pages. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's good. You got, you got something we all look forward to. I figure that the, uh, not yep, only totally. we should, we should be in the next season of Donnie Brook, like if Dom gets off his butt and then the, the graphic novel. So we got a lot of different, uh, things. What is, I, I like to know from everybody, is there one thing during this COVID or this last three months that you realize that you can't live without and something that you can live without? Um, yeah, I can, I can def, definitely live without, you know, movies and uh, shows. If, if I didn't have any of that, it might immediately uh, uh, at my fingertips, I would, I would probably do, more productive things like work on my yard and, uh, my studio. Um, but you know, sometimes I, when I'm working on a lot of this stuff, I just listen to podcasts, you know, it's a good thing to just have folks talking about interesting topics when you're working on things. Yeah. That photo right there is, uh, that's me and Satori circus. Are you familiar with Satori circus? Well, that's the, like the shadows and you, you, the music to it, but the, but yeah, it's it the, I guess the movie or the action is through the shadows on the wall and it, and the music goes to it and is that a yeah, proper? Like, yeah, check out Satori Circus, super entertaining fellow. You probably seen him all over all over Detroit. If you've been to Theater Bazaar, you've definitely seen him there. Uh, he is at the Damn Show and and he's at random shows, just being a knucklehead. Just super fun dude to be around, and uh, love him like a brother. And uh, awesome. that piece there was called uh, Auditorium. And uh, we did that a few times, I think twice at Theater Bazaar. And um, man, that's that's a hell of a party. Uh, in 2021, get get yourself to Theater Bazaar. Uh, I think I got a little male zombo. I love um, Yes. But Satori's another guy. I've 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 done a lot of uh, collaboration with him. Uh, Paradise Follies. Um, he had a 30th anniversary show a while back at Tangent Gallery. It's kind of like stopping grounds for a lot of creative folks to uh, to bring their creative ideas to their stage, and just fantastic parties happen there. Nonsense nights. Um, but man, I'm just overwhelmed with all the people that. I'm blessed to call my friends and they inspire me to, to keep going. Uh, like, like Dominic with the show and with this comic book and Satori and everyone I mentioned earlier. And there's such a long list. I can't mention them all, but I love you all. Um, what, yeah, what, it's, uh, uh, I like it. What, what do you guys got coming up on Mojo live as far as guests or, um, uh that's tough i'm not sure when we're i'm not sure when that sets sail again um i am contacting people to see uh if if that's something they're interested in getting back into because i had a lot of folks that i asked over the years that just weren't available for you know they were super busy with with their projects um but we definitely want to get into that very soon and and get that going that's that's awesome. Uh, you mentioned uh, 
that so do you so does that mean that you watch too many t- too much tv or or probably you, like you watch probably. Like, so what series are you into like if, uh, i'm always I, interested in what people are what people are into well my wife and i love letter kenny that is just hysterical oh um, dude those are my guys bro yeah come on those funny are, they're, they're, we'll have there's i like a lot of the weird stuff like westworld and uh Dude, that's uh, my show too. I don't have many yeah. shows, but that West Westworld's right because here's the thing. Let's so you know what everybody's gonna enjoy. Westworld's HBO show, three seasons, anyways. Uh, um, Evan Rachel Wood, yeah, all that. Anyways, so I was in. So it's it's if anybody doesn't know, it's about the. Uh, create the theme park of these robots slash taken from people's emotions to be able to, so it's like a vacation away, sort of like Vegas. It's like Vegas, you know, yeah, whatever really happens bizarre. there stays yeah. there. But so anyways, through the different, as we always say, I'm going to use the, through the Terminator psychology and mentality, which means the, that the, uh, the robots can, you know, become more human-like um, for different reasons. My question, dude, I was wondering how they were going to end last season and keep it interesting moving into next season, but I think they did a heck of a job. As oh, far yeah. as, because I hear all the time, because I didn't, I'm not a Game of Thrones guy and, and this and everybody, you know, said, uh, you know, like I hear people say about the finale of their show season ender or even the, the finale, there I am. Is the it, but for Westworld, I just wondered if you felt the same way as far as you know Ed Harris's character, and then uh, um, uh, yeah, it's really Hale, really well written. Hale. It it is really well written, and watch how they shoot it and and different stuff like that. That to me, that's the the intriguing part that I enjoy about it, and look forward to you know the next season, you know the next season of that. Oh, absolutely. What, what else you got? Yeah. What else you got? Uh, well, we started uh, doing a lot of gardening, actually. We we got into our garden in our backyard. And uh, my wife, Kitty Page, uh, fantastic gardener, got a crazy green thumb, growing some food and uh, making our backyard look nice and pretty so we can have uh, bonfires and have some people over when when we can do that again. I think that's the thing that I miss the most is just sort of like the uh, social connection, even though, yeah. you know, you can do it like this, but to sit in a room or sit across from somebody and, and vibe that energy of what's going on. I think it's just more, hopefully have more of an appreciation. Nick, what do we have uh, going on the rest of the week, bud? Back, what are we back Thursday? Nick? No, Nick. Is he there? I guess he's Hello. not there. <laughs> he might have broken. He, he abandoned us. Port. We're we're floating Anyways, satellites out in the ether. That's all right, bro. I'll uh, hang mm-hmm. on. Here we go. I, I'll take. Hey, give me. I'll take the helm. And anyway, uh, actually, we do have uh, Dan uh, Stahl and uh, Paul from Stalls are going to be here Wednesday. We're going to talk about how you too can get a beautiful mask. You see my mask, Marcus? Yeah. It's got 
it's it's got the DMAC insignia of all the cups and stuff. Oh, whoops. Sweet. I'm really bad with this camera. It's got all the rings. No, I can see it. It's good. Yeah. See so your wild hair Run, sticking out the that's top. An, I know, dude. That's a miracle flow, <laughs> dude. And that's 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 the other thing. So that's what I look forward to. Like just sitting around the old as the weather starts getting nice and and yeah. uh is the bonfire. What's uh what's the first thing is that is that you think is the band's gonna be the first thing, you know, back in action, so to speak, or um is there other yeah, things that, that you got going on before the end of the year? Yeah, before the end of June, you know, the 27th will be at the Porch Fest and uh, we're we're practicing for that. Um, and it's kind of like Slingshot. There was like all this time where we couldn't get together and do things. And now all of a sudden everything's happening super fast. And um, but we're, you know, we're looking to get out there. We're we're itching to, to jam in public again. Um, well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll definitely well grinder. Cause I put grinder back together. Billy, uh, Billy decided that he wanted to, to go let DMAC play uh rock star again. So we put grinder back together in September, but we're ready to, we're ready to get her going too for some spots in the summertime. And, uh, we'll have to have a conversation and, uh, cause I'm all about, you know, uh, the appreciation, but all about giving people, a taste of different things that they didn't even know they like. And, uh, you know, that's yeah, what I think. That if, yeah, no, for sure. That's already done, bro. It's, it's already right, cool. done. It's, 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 it's the fa- It's the family. It's, it's like, I tell everybody, it's not when it's just when, um, yeah. So that's the, you know, the different things that, and I encourage everybody to check out, uh, Mojo live. Um, you know, you got, they got a lot of, uh, past episodes i think we shot that one with uh t money green what like in january or so i think so yeah or... but then also check out the hyped up live sessions with t money green hyped up, he's got a lot of the awesome footage yeah he's a great one here that what are some of the i need what are some of the podcasts you're listening to oh you wow favorite um ones? well hmm is there any good alien ones out there or any good conspiracy ones out there? Yeah, there's a there's an interesting guy named uh goes by Dark Journalist on YouTube. He's got some interesting shows. Um a lot there's a lot of playlists. So you just dig through there. And if you want some really interesting uh perspective on aliens, I would recommend Richard Dolan. Um Richard oh, Dolan nice. members.com or Richard Dolan Intelligent Disclosure on YouTube. Um you could probably check out uh, Serious Disclosure and Unacknowledged and uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind on Amazon. That's um, Stephen Greer. Um, what's the, what's but, the fifth kind? Like, they're your neighbor? It's like when you the invite them. Yeah, it's like when you oh. invite them. You, It's like a, like meditation and like, like take our position right now. You are where you are and I am where I am. And yeah. you send a, a mental kind of tether out into space from your position michigan united states earth solar system milky way you know and supposedly uh they're they're showing interesting ways to invite lights and craft and strange it. strange things into their space and uh I love you know it. I, I, I don't love know it. what to Sorry make to of it up. it's curious up, but, bro, but 
listen to the music. I'm going to hear yeah, the right grinder, on. and we don't make them hear grinder right now. That just means we got to go. But for Marcus, All right, man. thank you very um, much. Zerticus, no, thank you, bro. Check it out, Mojo Live. Everything he's got going on, Lucy's Brown Seville. Thank you to Nick Nooch, even though who knows where he went. We'll see you Thursday with the stalls, boys. DMAC out. Thanks, Dave.